Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. This morning, um, we're talking about going big. Uh, I'm just going to pray uh, and then we'll get into it. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. God, I thank you that we can meet with you wherever we are. God, right now, for people streaming at home, uh, Lord, for people who are here, God, I thank you that you'll speak, that it will be your words uh, this morning, and that something will just grow bigger in us, in our lives, uh, this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I I love that we've started this year with this prophetic statement, right? To go big, even when our circumstances are encouraging us to go small. That there's something incredible about that, that we don't have to to live small lives even when kind of things are are restrictive in our world. Uh, And Isaiah uh, 54 verse 2 is the verse that we've been talking about. Uh, It starts in verse 1 saying this, Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than those of her who has a husband says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Uh, In the message version, uh, Isaiah 54 verse 2 says this, make your tents large, spread out, think big. And so this morning I want to talk about thinking big. Both in our e-groups and in our messages recently, we've talked about how the starting place for thinking about this is acknowledging the bigness of our God, lifting our eyes to see how big God is, to see the magnitude and reach of his presence. God is wanting to do something significant in our lives in 2022, and our choice is to position ourselves to partner with what he is wanting to do through us. I love that, right? That we're not, he's not like, okay, get out there on your own and let's see if you succeed. Off you go, kind of like, see you later. Yeah, I'll talk to you when it's all fallen over, right? That we don't serve a God like that. That actually his desire is to work through us. This morning, I want to talk about thinking big. And uh, one of the, uh, the verses that you might be familiar with is Romans 12, right? Who kind of knows that, Romans 12? That's something quite familiar with us. But Romans 12 starts with, and so, and when I read that, it kind of makes me wonder, what comes before a verse like that, right? And so, so we think, okay, so what was before that? So if that's the case, what is before that? And in Romans 11, right at the end of Romans 11, in verse uh, 33 onwards, it says this. What a wonderful God we have. Oh, how great are his, uh, God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible is it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes for him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. 
Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. My question to you this morning is, what's influencing our thinking? What's influencing your thinking? As a parent, I've discovered a few things about human nature, right? That it's human nature to imitate what we see modelled. As, child, as children, we often just imitate the models uh, that are around us, that we see around us. Uh, you know that moment when you see your child do something and then you have this realisation like, oh, I think they learned that from me. Right? Uh, this is like less than pleasing behaviour and you think, ah! <laughs> like you're trying to look for the other person, like trying to pretend that it's your spouse that's actually like, you know, but you're really like, if, if you're true with yourself, you're like, yeah, okay. It's like hearing a mirror. Yeah, yeah. You know, but as adults, we have, have more autonomy and the ability to consider more who we spend our time with, what music we listen to, what enters our thoughts. I, I love the quote in our Go Big journals. It says this, we need to ask God to help us to meditate on the big things that are possible for him as an even bigger God. Right? Sometimes the world is just speaking to us to say, hey, live small. Right? Like, you can listen to music, and man, you can get depressed real quick, right? Listening to the news. I, I like the news. I like to be informed. But there's a moment sometimes where I'm like, whew, I can feel my world just shrinking, right? I can feel the, the weight and the, the feeling coming in. But actually, we have to meditate on big things. We've got to, to set ourselves and focus ourselves in on what our big God can do. I want to uh, just bring four simple thoughts right this morning, four ways that we can do this. If you're, uh, I encourage you to write stuff down, it helps to remember, right? Uh, so there's just four real simple ideas. The first one is this, pray beyond the usual. Pray beyond the usual. In January in our, our beautiful Life Series, Pastor John has been exhorting us to come back to prayer, to recognize that God's desire is to share heaven with us uh, if we would engage with him. And we talked about impossible prayers requiring humility, trust, and action. He said we need to meet God's miraculous action with our faith-filled action. Right? I love that. So where can you begin to pray beyond the usual in 2022? What's God stirring in your heart right now for this year that you can begin to talk to him about, to find out more, to pursue? Recently, uh, Caleb and I have been thinking about changing uh, where we live. Uh, we've decided uh, to try and kind of focus in on God in persistent prayer. Uh, so what we did, uh, real simple, we just decided that at 7 p.m. every night we'd set an alarm uh, and that for a few minutes, at the end of the bedtime routine, we just pray together about a house. Uh, and it's been cool. Like, we've only, it's been a week right now, just over a week. So, yeah, we, you know, we're like, we're just getting into it. Uh, but I hope it finds encouragement for you because it's amazing what's happened in a week. Like, for in me. Yeah, we're, we're believing that God's moving in the external way, but actually something has shifted in us. And Caleb and I, you know, we pray, sometimes it's five minutes, right? Most of the time we're kind of not quite finished the bedtime routine, so we have to rush out, turn the alarm off, and, you know, like make it um, a decision to make the moment of it. But having a few minutes, we've found an awakening in our faith, right? It's, it's cool. And we, we haven't yet seen God move on our behalf, 
But we're focusing on seeking God, uh, his will and his plan for this area of our life. So my question to you is this, where can you begin to pray for, or what can you begin to pray for in this season? Have your prayers just become kind of the usual things? Is there an area where maybe God's stirring to say, hey, actually, I want you to believe for more right now? Maybe the circumstances feel like this, and it feels like it's not possible, but actually, if you start to believe for something to shift, uh, God's going to meet you in that space. Praying beyond our usual. Maybe it's just shifting up the way you do it. Yeah, making it just, I don't know, simple things, right? Setting aside time, setting an alarm, whatever it is. You know, getting a cup of tea and deciding that, right, I'm going to drink this cup of tea and that's going to be my time praying, right? S- something to shift. It doesn't have to be like humongous. Actually, God wants to shift something in us. And the, the question is, how can we pray beyond the usual? What's that stirring in you? What's the thing that right now you could ask God for, you could believe for? The second one is this, dream beyond the possible. Ephesians uh, 3 verse 20 says this, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Isn't that incredible? Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Glory down in all the generations. Glory through all the millennia. Oh, yes. Right? It's incredible. We have an incredible miracle work in God working through us. At at the start of every term, Joshy turned five last year, and so we're kind of getting into the school life, right? And at the uh, the start of every year, I kind of decided I'm going to take a photo of them in their uniform, you know, like lots of people you see with their kid. But uh, my sister gave us this little board, and you kind of write a few, like, key things, who their teacher was. And and one of the questions on it is, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, He wants to be a NASA scientist. Yeah, cool, right? He loves space. He's like really into it. Like, I love that, right? <laughs> you know, I'm like, cool, that is a big dream. But it's amazing, right? He's passionate about it. And, and you know, for us, it's easy to think that dreams are only like these big things in the future. But it doesn't have to be uh, talking about that. It's not, not the career we have when we grow up. What can we dream for that's beyond right now what seems possible? Maybe it's relationships, right? I've got people in my world who I'm believing will be one day saved. And right now it doesn't, I can't kind of logically work out how that's going to happen. It doesn't feel like it's really close, right? Maybe you're in a similar boat. Maybe it's a relationship to be restored. What could God do in this world through you? What's the dream? What's the thing? Maybe, maybe it's reading back over prophetic words and letting it stir you again to think, actually, God, I, I used to once dream for this, but I kind of put that down. But God, in this season, I'm believing that that's possible. Even in the midst of all of the stuff that's happening, God wants to do miraculous things through his people. So the number one one is pray beyond the usual. Number two, dream beyond the possible. The third one is this, prophesy beyond the comfortable. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says this, Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, 
especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. The Greek word is prophetia. It means an inspired utterance from God or a message from God. So prophecy is speaking thoughts from God so that a message or encouragement comes to someone else. As Christians, we believe we've been given this ability from God to proclaim God's truth in everyday language. When we prophesy, we're bringing people into that truth so they can be encouraged and to be built up. Right now, who in your world needs God to speak prophetically through you to them? Maybe there's someone whose circumstances have got really small because of the current climate. Last year, um, I've got an amazing e-group, this incredible woman, right? And it's a little bit chaotic when you come to our e-group. We've got a lot of children coming around. But we decided that we were still going to press into God in those times. And so we did a series on prophecy. And what we did is we just decided that for a minute we would pray, we would ask God for a word for somebody, and then we'd share it. We just chose one person each, and we prayed for a minute, and it was amazing what happened. Hey, Cheryl. So cool. Every week, people went away encouraged. People went away. You know, it was, it was pushing the boat out for us. It felt like, God, actually, there's something that you want to do in this season through us, something that you want to speak. We, we prophesied over our children. It was incredibly powerful. It takes a step of faith to bring a word. But actually something significant happens when we do that. (coughs) Who in your world needs encouragement from God through you today? The last one is to give thanks beyond the natural. Thanking, thanksgiving shifts our perspective. (coughs) Our current circumstances can make us feel like things are pretty full on. We might be (laughs) worried about politics, about COVID, about the price of petrol, right? Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus.
around the time of the earthquake, some I lived in this flat with these two other girls. And we all had jobs that kind of were pretty full on and a little bit wearying. One was a social worker. One was the front person for the council. A very stressful job, right, when everyone was mad about situations. Um, and I was a teacher. And, and we'd often come home and feel like there was kind of this, oh, man, like this heaviness that we also all bought from our work. And so we decided that we wanted to change the situation in our work, in our home. So we made this decision that you had this Thanksgiving board. And every day, the first thing that you had to do was you had to write something that you were thankful for on the board. Excuse me. It's easy at the start, right? Because you had to think of something new every day. So you get through the, like, the usual, you know, you got about 30, I reckon 30 kind of like usuals that you can kind of easily say thank you to God for, right? After, after a month, it's like, okay, God, what am I actually thankful for in this moment today? It really shifted the atmosphere in our flat. It, something in Thanksgiving just kind of moved our perspective it helped that the atmosphere to change. If we're going to go big this year, we need to have a kingdom perspective. Pray beyond the usual. Dream beyond the possible. Prophesy beyond the comfortable. Maybe you've never prophesied before. Maybe you're not sure how that works. Maybe something in your e-group you want to talk about. Like, how do I prophesy? I'd like to be able to speak people encouragement from God, but I'm not really sure. It's okay, right? All of us, we have to learn and, and you know, and in a safe environment like an e-group, it's an amazing place to be able to start that. Give thanks beyond the natural. When you're feeling frustrated in traffic, when you're feeling like, God, your best laid plans have been changed, when something's gone on. I, I got a prophetic picture um, a few weeks ago. Um, about six weeks ago, Pastor Steve, we listened to a message about Isaiah 54 and our theme for 2022, Going Big. And he talked about enlarging the place of our tent. And he, he talked about it like unfurling a sail and just kind of allowing it to happen. And if we won't get in the way of it, it will go big because of the dynamic nature of heaven behind it. Um, years and years ago, I went on a boat called the Spirit of New Zealand. Has anyone ever heard of it? It's like a school um, thing that you do. It's a big, big, big sailing ship. It's really fun. Um, and one of these days, uh, we got up to Hawke Bay, which is where Hawke's Bay is. Uh, and uh, we had this day. <coughs> it was perfect conditions. And so we just got every single sail out. And we just spent the day sailing like from one side of the bay to the other. It was amazing, right? It was just so cool. I was in charge of this little group of people. And we were in charge of the mainsail, which is like the big sails. Um, and so we had to climb up the rigging and like climb along the thing and do the thing. And then you'd pull all the lines and... It was, it was cool, right? I think there's a picture. This is what it looks like. Right, so I was in charge of this one in the middle. And then you got the fossils and the, I can even remember all of the names, right? But uh, there was something incredible when the wind caught you and, and the lift that happened, right? Just flying through the water. You kind of imagine like old school sailing must have been incredible, right? We were all strapped, like harnessed to the deck so we didn't fall overboard, right? It's a good decision with teenagers, 
But when Pastor Steve was talking about that, that idea of unfurling the sails, my, my heart lifted, right? I felt like God was calling us, lift our sails. Lift our sails. Do something different to position ourselves so that the wind of heaven will carry us into something new. Something bigger than what we're experiencing right now. Something significant that God wants to do in you. And the, the testimony will be like, even in this season, when the world was telling me to go small, God did this big thing in my life. Right, that God did this in me. Because we serve a big God. A God who desires to do something significant in us and through our lives. And we need to just come into alignment with His plans and purposes. Maybe I can get the team, you guys can come. And I, I was challenged, right? Whenever I write a sermon, I, I always kind of ask God, where do you want to land? What's the thing you want, the response, the opportunity uh, for, for today? And that's I like to kind of write my sermon back from there, right? And this morning I felt like God said that He wants to renew our minds. Right? As Romans 12 says, He wants to renew our minds. But I think the starting place for that is repentance, right? Because the world has caused us to think small. Maybe not in every area. But if we're honest, there's probably spaces right now where we've just allowed our circumstances, we've allowed sickness, we've allowed uh, you know, financial trouble, we've allowed relational challenges to just cause us to think small. Maybe disappointment is a thing. Whatever it is. This morning, I believe that God wants to renew our mind, as it says in Romans 12, right? That He wants to work through us. So can I invite you to stand at home, right? You can do this as well. It's not just for people in the environment, but I believe God wants to do something significant in this moment. And what's going to happen right now is that the team is going to play. And I, I just want you to take a moment in quiet prayer by yourself. Right? And, and a repentance is just saying sorry and turning away, right? Turning from the things that we're doing and saying, God, I'm choosing to turn myself again to you. I'm choosing uh, to, to, to break off the barriers of what it is that's uh, kept my thinking small and just to apologize for those things, right? To come and say to him, God, I want to change my perspective. As Romans 12 says, to let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I love that he does that, right? He does the changing the way we think, but it's us coming and saying, God, I'm sorry for the areas where I've thought small. So just where you are, maybe you're at home, maybe you're over in the offices, wherever you are right now, that just in this moment as the team play, that there's an opportunity for you in this moment to say sorry, to repent and to turn again to Him. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.